Hey, Jamie here from runningrestaurants.com. Got a great episode for you coming right up, but super quick, want to make sure you know about our upcoming live one-day virtual restaurant show called the Optimism and Opportunity Restaurant Conference. We are super excited about it. So let me jump over to the page for a sec and show you what we got going on. Uh, website is virtualrestaurantshow.com. And you can see we have seven great speakers lined up. I'll just be moderating. Uh, we have Roger Bobin from Restaurant Rockstars talking all about restaurant fundamentals. Matthew Patrick from Patrick Accounting and Works to talk about uh, PPP funds and ERC. Dale Roten, the lease coach, hitting on everything to do with leases. Joe Hanna from Restaurant 365 will dive into operations. Darren Dennington of Service with Style will be covering customer service. Matt Plapp of Restaurant Marketing Networks will hit marketing. And Kirk Mariello of Virtuant is our speaker for Ghost Kitchens and Virtual Brands. So as you can see here, the show is Tuesday, uh, April 13th from 11 to 4 Eastern. We're going to be live for five hours just kicking butt, telling you some stuff. Registration is open right now for the first 1,000 restaurants. So hurry and register for that before the $99 fee kicks in. Let me zoom down to our sponsors. We have a big shout out thanks to Performance Food Service coming in as our Diamond Level sponsor. Also want to thank Furuchu Foods as our Platinum Level sponsor. And our Gold Level sponsors are Beaver Street Fisheries, Waterball, Handguards, Food Handler, and Haritos. So super looking forward to it. Appreciate the support of these folks. Go and register today. The site is virtualrestaurantshow.com. You do not want to miss this. Now on to the episode. All right, welcome to the runningrestaurants.com podcast where we bring you the tips, tools, and techniques you need to know to make your restaurant more successful and profitable. I'm your host, Jamie Oichel, and today we've got a great one question with episode for you featuring Jim Snedeker, co-founder and CEO of Stock Manufacturing. So Jim, welcome, man. How are you? Good. How are you doing, Jamie? Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. Doing good. So real quick, tell us where you are in the country, a little bit about the company. What do you got? Yeah, so uh, Stock Manufacturing, we're based out of Chicago. Uh, we're just outside the West Loop neighborhood, so kind of right in the mix of things. And we're uh, a workwear uniform company. We do, you know, we do a lot of merch, um, but also primarily we're a front of house workwear company. So bars, restaurants, hotels, uh, cannabis dispensaries, you name it. We're uh, kind of outfitting the staffs of places that want to put their best foot forward in that way. Yeah, yeah, and I've I've seen your site, man. You guys have great looking stuff, and and working with a lot of great uh, clients all over the place. So so let's focus in on today. We're going to talk about uh, the main question, right? Is is pretty simple. Like, what do restaurants need to know right now as we're sitting in uh, March, going into April of, of 2021? What do they need to know about workwear trends, COVID, face masks? What do you think? Yeah, sure. Um, so as far as trends for workwear, you know, there's it's always on trend to kind of match the aesthetic of your brand and your, and your establishment. Um, overall in general, I'd say we're seeing, a, a, you know, over the last couple of years, not really related to COVID at all, but over the last couple of years, I think you're seeing the trend swing away a little bit from, or swing away a lot from like dark woods and dark leathers and dimly lit places and gastro pub type vibes into more um, open, airy, light, bright kind of boho Scandinavian inspired design so, you know, the, the uniforms that people are, that we're outfitting our clients with or, you know, go more in that direction, a little bit lighter fabrics, um, textiles, a little more draped to them instead of as much leather and denim. I mean, denim is always going to sell well, but, you know, a lot less leather and buckles and straps and a little more minimal and clean and, and airy. What, what about that, uh, 
a switch, right? Somebody, uh, you know, they, maybe they make a big investment in workwear or, or outfits and things are, are moving. You must talk to them. And is there, is there like a reluctance to make change or they, they know they got to go with the times? What do you see there? Um, no, I mean, I wouldn't say there's a reluctance to make change. I think that, um, you know, generally a lot of the projects that we work on are places that have hired a an architecture firm, an interior design firm. They've got someone doing their brand assets and their brand identity. So the uniforms are kind of the, the last or a piece of that puzzle, right? If you're going to work on the typography on your menu and the sound design of your space and everything, like you want your staff to reflect the design of the place. Um, you know, I don't know that people are hesitant to change. It's more like, you know, not everyone might stay as tuned into the the trends and the styles and, and what's available in the, in the uniform workwear world as we do. Um, so, you know, we're, we're often just coming in and saying, Hey, look at, looking at the place that has been designed for you guys. It's beautiful. Um, this is, I think maybe more the uniform direction you should go as opposed to what you were looking to do. That's sort of where we come in on the, um, you know, recommending styles that people may, it's not that they're resistant to change. People may just not necessarily know everything that's available to them and on trend at the moment. Yeah. What, what about that? Because I've seen, I see you do work with different size companies, different uh, from hotels to restaurants and so forth. Mm -hmm. But what is a, what is a good typical operation? Is it, is it, it's, it's a big place that wants to, to make a splash with their, their, their attire, small mom and pop, anything in between? What do you think? Yeah. So I think everywhere um, in general, uh, you know, there's a certain, type of mentality um, in hospitality these days that is visible at like the most there is present at the most visible places so whether it's a really cool little local coffee roastery with nothing but counter service or it's a brand new um, you know Hyatt developed hotel you know if they have that mindset of boutique and craft and local and artisan and on trend and well-designed, like they're going to want to carry that over there into their uniforms. There's places where it doesn't matter. They don't care. It's a black t-shirt and a black apron. And you know, they, you go to work like that. Um, but for the places that are, that care about the aesthetic in, in that way, I don't think there's really a difference in size. We see it from really tiny to really big. And we have solutions that can scale up if you're ordering six things or if you're ordering 600 things. Yeah. When, when someone asks you like, Hey, you know, why, why don't I just go with the black t-shirt? Why should I do something else? Talk about that differentiation factor that, that, you know, apparel can make. What do you think? Yeah, sure. Um, you know, I mean, there are places where not having a uniform at all is, is appropriate for the space. You know, like there's, um, you know, you go to kind of a, there's Michelin starred restaurants where people are in just like vintage rock tees in their own jeans and maybe a waist apron. Um, you know, so it's, it's appropriate to what you're trying to get across for your place. You know, for us, it's why, why put all of this focus into so many different pieces of your business. And then, you know, your service and your staff are really the people that are making the first impression, the most lasting impression on your customers. Yeah. So you want them to be well-trained. You want them to know the menu. You want them to, you know, come with a smile and, and go the extra mile and do all the things that uh, a good service staff is going to do, but you also want them to look presentable. You want them to carry across the, the ethos of the brand that you've worked so hard to put together. It's true. It's true. Yeah, it does, it does make that impact and difference. Let's, let's go to where we are today. I mean, I, I, I see on your site, you guys do make custom masks out of, their, out of Chicago where you are. Mm 
-hmm. Has that been uh, a significant part of operations of people asking for the customized things? I, I, I like when, when businesses have that. For the masks? Yeah. What you say? Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, in around this time last year, I was applying for our PPP loan and hoping that we could, uh, you know, keep the lights on for a couple of months while COVID ran its course. You know, obviously that was, that was not the case and it lasted a year, but we were, um, you know, had the, I guess, good timing, good fortune and good instincts to start to roll masks out, like right at the beginning, like, Hey, you know, the CDC is saying you should have cloth masks, um, reusable. And we had the capabilities and the fabrics and the staff to do it. So we made the masks, um, you know, it was kind of fortuitous. We also ran a pretty big fundraiser last year for out of work hospitality employees, like mm. right at the beginning of COVID, right as the shutdown was happening, thinking like, you know, people are going to get hurt on tips for the next couple of weeks. So let's try to get them a little cash. Obviously it became a much bigger thing than anyone was anticipating back then. Yeah. But the fundraiser itself ended up raising like $275,000 for wow. Wow. about a hundred, just over a hundred local, uh, all Chicago bars and restaurants. Um, so, you know, we were able to get some, some real money in people's hands, but the fortuitous thing for us, you know, that was a fundraiser. We didn't make any money off of it. It was just us trying to help our, our friends and our customers out, but we had a lot of eyeballs on the site from that. And when we rolled the masks out, I mean, it was, we were sold out. We were back ordered for two months mm. on masks. Um, and we had a lot of people also coming to us saying, Hey, can you make X amount of masks for me? We ended up selling like, several hundred thousand masks last year. Um, so that was really the wow. thing that, um, wow. like not only kind of kept the lights on, like, <laughs> like ended up being a really huge part of our revenue last year and, and helping us weather the COVID storm. Cause obviously our, our business is very reliant on, um, bars and restaurants, which were not open and definitely not spending money on high end uniforms for most of last year. So, yeah. um, yeah, the masks I would say were, were, a big part, not just of last year, but I guess almost like the, when you look back at us 10 years from now, there'll be a pretty big part of the journey of our company. I think just the, that moment in time, you know? Yeah. Quick, quick, quick question for you. We didn't touch yeah. on it. Uh, how, how long previous to this, did you guys get, get started? Uh, how long have you been doing it? We've been in business over eight years now. Um, and we actually started, it's interesting. I didn't go into this whole spiel at the beginning because I knew we didn't have a ton of time booked, but we were a, a men's fashion brand when we started. So we were, a, um, you know, like that a heritage kind of workwear Americana brand. Um, so think like, you know, button down Oxfords and denim chore coats and stuff like that. And we were doing that um, for the first several years we were in business, but just sort of by happenstance, like our, our second year, uh, the second year we were in business, Alinea and Next Restaurant approached us and asked us to, to do some custom uniforms for them because they're their executive chef at next at the time was a fan of the brand. Um, and we ended up doing those uniforms for Alinea and that was in 2013, I think. Um, word travels fast, as you know, and it's yeah. a small industry. And that led to a couple of let us entertain you restaurants and then goose Island brewery. And, um, then when Soho house opened in 2015, in Chicago is a really big deal. And we got the uniform account for that whole, the whole Soho house, um, which turned into a couple more Soho houses out in New York. Um, and that really just sort of like accelerated the uniform workwear side of what we were doing. And we ran the two brands side by side for a couple of years. And um, now about two years ago, we like pretty much 
either shut down or put on pause the the sort of fashion brand side of things and focus all of our energy completely on the workwear uniform side of things. Okay. We do a lot of merch as well for like breweries and, and beverage brands and stuff like that. And we, we do a quite a bit of freelance design and merch work, but um, uniforms is the bread and butter. That's probably fun though. The, uh, uh, you know, the, the merch, the merch side of it, especially on the brew pubs, you got to probably get some, uh, uh, some cute, not cute, not the right word, but uh, clever sayings and uh, good graphics. And it's yeah, fun. it's it's pretty fun. I mean, the coolest, if you ever have time, look up the um, the case study on our website of the Miller High Life project we did a few years back. Um, that's one of the, the coolest things we've ever worked on, for sure. We'll do. We'll do. Check out. All right. So, so since we are there talking about websites and we're starting yeah. start to close up, point people to your website. Maybe you guys are social, Facebook, Instagram. What do you got? Yeah, the website's uh, www.stockmfgco.com. So like stockmanufacturingco.com. And all the social media handles are the same, just at stockmfgco. Okay, simple, simple stuff. Yeah, yeah right, very well, simple. Uh, well, good good checking in with you, man. Uh, I, I think, yeah, you too. Uh, I think that uh, we're, we're sitting here, we're close. Uh, I, I think, you know, you mentioned you, yeah, you've had uh, had had vaccine and it's coming and it's a, we're doing a big show uh, coming up here in uh, two or two or two and a half weeks called the Optimism Opportunity Show because I really feel there's this light at the end of the tunnel and I think everybody's feeling this tangibleness and so uh, yeah. yeah a year ago it was we thought it would all be short and, and sweet not so short and short and bitter but anyway <laughs> short and bitter. yeah not short yeah. and sweet but but just <laughs> but nobody knew it would be this this long but I think we're coming out of it I'm glad to see you guys kind of pivoted there uh, yeah. and, and did a lot for your community and found a way, you know, found a way to be uh, a great, great, great fit, right? With the face mask and, and productive. So, yeah. so uh, let's, let's keep, let's keep in touch uh, and so forth uh, on, on your journey. So uh, folks, Jim, uh, Jim Snedeker, stock manufacturing, you can find them on the web at stock MFGCO. So stock MFGCO.com. And uh, for more great uh, restaurant marketing operations service tech tips, uh, stay tuned to us here running restaurants.com. We'll see you next time. Thanks, Jim. Cool. Thanks, Jamie. Appreciate it.